0: M S W Media. News with swearing. Till the beans, say the
1: beans, till the beans, say the beans.
0: Hello and welcome to the Daily Beans for Tuesday, March 24th, 2020. Today, the stimulus bill is closer to passing and Nancy Pelosi puts out her own version. U.S. jobless rates could reach 30 percent. The dangerous misinformation from Fox News. Trump won't rule out the possibility that his private businesses could benefit from the bailout. Doctors in Spain are forced to make tough choices, ways we can flatten the curve, and Trump signals growing skepticism about sheltering in place. I'm your host, A.G., and with me today, via Skype, is Jordan Coburn.
1: Hello. Hey, it's so good to talk to you again. How are you? I know. I'm good. Everything changed so fast. Holy crap. Um, apologies if my audio quality is a bit echoey. I'm in my, my, my kitchen office setup. And that nope. is as good as it's going to get.
0: <laughs> I'm sure they'll forgive us <laughs> on this one.
1: Yeah, I hope so.
0: Yeah, and you're right. It was so sudden. Like, all of a sudden, one day we're recording and then having a glass of wine. And
1: then Governor Newsom's like, nope, shut it down. Stay home. Don't don't hang out. Yep. Yeah, that's crazy. How are you doing? How are you holding up over there?
0: Um, I'm doing okay. I found a new, uh, like there's a new little park by my house that, uh, no one is at in the morning. So I Ooh. head down there for some fresh air and take the dog for a walk and, uh, you know, just trying to get used to being completely alone.
1: Yes. I think I know the park you're talking about. Is it the one that's like to the left and behind where your house is kind of?
0: yep that's the one and I'm not going to say the name on the
1: air because I don't want to (laughs) tell that's perfect that's perfect uh yeah I I uh to make it even creepier before recording I often park my car and watch dogs play (laughs) at that park
0: (laughs) I don't know that that's creepy unless you're into dogs
1: (laughs) yeah no it's just nice it's just a nice thing to see I'm like, I'm gonna go watch humans interact with their animals just for a little bit, just soak it in. And then I go in and record, and that's my ritual.
0: <laughs> good to know, yeah, right. <laughs> because right before you get down to the bottom of the park, there's a little dog park uh, on the side, so.
1: Yes, exactly. Well, that's nice, um, that sounds fun. How are you holding up? I'm good, yeah. Um. I'm, uh, somehow I've already managed to overcommit myself to things, which is <laughs> hilarious. <laughs> Uh yeah, I'm doing. I have like all these ideas of stuff I want to work on, basically. So I'm like, I'll do that and I'll do this and I'll do this. But that's a good sign, I think, because I'm feeling up for doing stuff. So I'm doing well.
0: Yeah, I think that is a good sign. so I'm glad to hear that you know you're you've got some stuff that that you know you you want to do while you're while you've got the time. Mm-hmm. Totally. Yeah. All right. Well, we do have a lot of news to get to, so let's hit the hot notes. Awesome. Hot notes. Baby. All right. So, Jordan, I have you with us today for the A Block here. This is your Jordan patented coronavirus update. Uh, so yes. what, do, what do you have for us?
1: Yeah. First off, it's crazy that what started out as a segment that was like relatively small updates became our whole lives right now. This is insane. Um Okay, so as of today, we're just going to look at some some numbers really quick. As of today, it's being reported that the number of U.S. coronavirus cases sit at around 44,000 with 132 new deaths, and you can look these numbers up as well as all the new cases every day, and they've got all these different statistics. It's pretty easy to find on the internet, so I don't want to spend too much time going over all the specific numbers, but point being, we're seeing a rapid increase in cases. We seem to be following a sort of Spain-like trajectory um, with some higher densities of younger people being affected, it looks, I know that they're looking into that right now, but that's all the numbers I'll go into for U.S. in general. Uh, Stay-at-home orders, those are just continuing to increase state by state. We've got Massachusetts and Michigan that are now the latest states to issue those stay-at-home orders. And Boris Johnson imposed a three-week nationwide lockdown. All British households are being ordered to stay home unless you're going out for an essential reason. And the difference between how they're conducting it and how we are, or one of the differences, I should say, is that Johnson's given the police the authority to issue fines. For people who disobey,
0: yeah, I think he was um, specifically saying like you can't have gatherings of more than two people, uh, mm-hmm. and if if the cops see you uh, in a in a little roving gang of more than two people, they have the authority to to disperse that group, and they have the authority to fine you. Uh, and he's closing down shops, libraries, churches. Um, no weddings, no baptisms. Funerals are okay. Uh, parks parks are open for exercise, but again, no more than two people. And he says they'll reassess it again in three weeks.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's it's crazy. I'm so, I'm very curious to see what the citizens' reactions is to that fine imposition because I know that that's a lot of you know that that that's what a lot of the don't tread on me folks over here in America are really pissed about it seems I have some like libertarian people in my family and I think um, they're very they get incredibly angered at the idea that they could actually have consequences imposed on them for not following these orders so I'm gonna be checking in to see you know what what the people in Britain, are feeling about that or if you're you live there. Let us know directly how that feels. I, I imagine most of y'all are probably on board with it
0: Yeah, and uh, i've heard that Um, we are trying to figure out a way because china does this most asian countries do this Um, i'll i'll talk about what uh, dr mcneil or mr mcneil from the new york times Uh says a little bit later in the show about You know in 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 some areas of china you can get an eight thousand dollar fine for being out of your house and and yeah, uh, it, it uh, from my understanding, they are trying to find ways to do this that is more friendly to westernized, you know, western countries.
1: Totally, maybe we need like a reward system, like lollipops, something, <laughs> something we can get behind, because apparently, <laughs> Just... avoiding in- imminent death isn't enough. I guess we, need... we we can put a
0: feather on a string on a stick and lure people into their homes. <laughs> yeah,
1: <laughs> just have loaves of bread and shoot them like javelins into people's windows. <laughs>
0: <So>. <laughs> little, little Reese's Pieces uh, trails that you <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
1: eat Come your way into house. isolation. Yeah, it'll just be like a whole thing of Hansel and Gretel just all over the place. <laughs> just a bunch of a bunch of breadcrumb trails. I think that's how you motivate americans if i've learned anything that's it's all about the bread um but yeah so that's that's just gonna be all joking aside that is a pretty big step in terms of you know what might may be viewed as more draconian measures or like sort of starting to verge into that kind of martial law territory when we talk about being able to impose consequences on people um Another headline, just there's a press conference Cuomo did. He said some pretty big stuff in that. He said cases in New York are now at 20,875, and that's an increase of 5,707 since Sunday. Of those cases, 12,339 were in New York City, and that's making New York City pretty much the center, definitively the center of the U.S. outbreak right now.
0: Yeah, and they're saying that more than half of the cases are young people. I know you brought that up a minute ago. Experts are saying that vaping could be a factor.
1: Interesting. I honestly had not even thought about that until just now. Yeah, Yeah, that's that's crazy. I know that that's, because I think, um, I forget which official it was, but they were saying explicitly they were going to look into why that exists, and that makes sense, because I know vaping is super big over here. I'm not super familiar with how big it is in other countries but maybe that's a total correlational thing that they could actually find data on that'd be really interesting yeah and pretty bad for the vaping companies and then i imagine there's a whole lobby that goes into that if they even found that data and then like what what you know yeah i don't know it's crazy um Statewide in New York, 157 have died from the virus. Uh, Cuomo announced that he was also going to be releasing a mandate to all hospitals to increase their capacities by at least 50% to accommodate everyone. Mm -hmm. That's crazy. At least 50%.
0: The goal is 100 percent, but the minimum is 50 percent. And he's saying, I think I heard him this morning, he's like, this isn't a request. It's not an invitation. It's the law. Mm -hmm. And so it's going to be interesting to see how hospitals can rally to to make that. Uh, increase happen. Um, he's. I, you know, I guess they're waving all the regulations. You know that we're generally like a hospital's. Like you have to have a three foot hallway. You can't have a bed here. You can't have a bed here. They're just waving all those regulations. So it's pretty much get as many beds in as you can.
1: Mm-hmm, definitely. Yeah, I can't even imagine how they would go about doing that. I can't. It doesn't seem like hospitals just have a bunch of extra rooms lying around, especially already at a time like this. But Cuomo said, quote, find more beds, use more rooms. So just really, like you said, telling people to figure it out, basically. He also said that he's signing an executive order to encourage all registered nurses to join the fight against coronavirus. And that's that one hit me, not for any personal reason really other than just sympathizing with the fact that i'm assuming this is like registered nurses that aren't currently working right in the field that's like who that's a call out to yeah i think so yeah so assuming that that's what he's talking about that's that's a big moral weight that these folks now have on them and he's saying please come register and work but that's just, I can't imagine being in that position basically where it's like my country essentially is calling me and they need me. Um, but that puts me at harm's, in harm's way. That's, that's not a light thing for them to reenter the workforce doing this if they're not already currently doing it. And for the ones that are currently doing it, same thing. Just to a huge moral weight that they're lifting for all of us, basically by being there and doing those jobs.
0: Yeah. Especially with the massive shortage of the protective equipment.
1: hmm Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. It breaks my heart so much reading stories about people that had to, you know, treat people without gloves and then they get sick and then they die. It's the most tragic thing. It seems like such a basic thing that shouldn't ever be the cause of someone dying. And, and it is because that's how serious the shortages are. hmm of all people infected have been hospitalized in New York. He also said that the state of New York will be sending N95 masks to New York City and Long Island um, over the next few days. And Cuomo also said that his team is looking at a plan to make it so people could return to work pretty uh, shortly, which I imagine is going to be just a bunch of telecommuting stuff. Um, But I know Trump is looking to him for that to be a thing that goes live as soon as possible obviously cuz the economy tanking right now is like the worst thing for Trump ever. It's the only thing he had going. Mm. So he thought. <laughs> uh so yeah, that was that was that was there anything else in the presser you wanted to cover?
0: Well, I'm going to cover the presser here in a minute. Um uh, talk about the stock market to to the stock market today. Um it was the first day of electronic only trading. They closed the floor down because uh some of the staff, one of the staffers tested positive. Um and the Dow shedded three percent, three point zero four percent today, down nearly six hundred points to 18,591, Uh, which isn't as bad a, a drop as yesterday's futures might have led us to believe, but it's it's still going down. And now with, you know, them them saying that unemployment could reach thirty percent, we could lose two million jobs this month. Uh, and states, of course, are just being overrun. With the amount of unemployment uh, claims that are being filed, I don't know how they're even managing that. They didn't; they weren't doing a very good job of it before. So I'm yeah. not, I'm not, I'm not certain how they're uh, being able to cope with that. Um, and uh, a bit of a bright spot here: Angela Merkel has tested negative for the coronavirus. She is sort of sits atop the uh, the best economy in Europe, um, and so it's it's very important that she you know, and isolate and stay in place and stay healthy, which she's doing. Um, you already addressed the Boris Johnson thing. Um, Canada and Australia aren't going to send athletes to the Olympics now. As Japan has said, it's it's talking about postponing the Olympics. It's basically saying it's not going to be in July. So it's postponed. We just don't know when until and they're not canceling it because canceling the games costs more than postponing them. Um, uh, press briefing. So we had another uh task force presser today Uh, we watch them so you don't have to you're welcome and this one opened with Trump uh, and no Dr. Fauci but Barr was there um, as as was Dr. Birx um, and Fauci wasn't there likely because he's been disagreeing with Trump on key issues such as the length of time we need to stay on lockdown and that we shouldn't be touting drugs that haven't been tested yet there are now reports of people overdosing uh, on, oh, my God. On uh, chloroquine and because they're taking it themselves, you know, and and that's got a really uh, small margin, uh, which means that it doesn't take much uh, to owe like to have to take too much. It's a very like precise amount. So uh, Trump says the hardship will end soon. Our economy will rebound. The sacrifice you're making at this time is saving lives. We need to protect. He he said this was interesting. We need to protect our Asian communities. This is not their fault in any way, shape or form. Wow. Um. Yeah, I wasn't expecting that from him. Then he talked about uh, how his public health health experts are studying the disease and how They'll use data to recommend new protocols to allow communities to resume their activities when it's appropriate. And here's where he starts getting into his uh, reopening the country shit. Um, he says our country wasn't built to be shut down. Um, That's a dumbest. Says, <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, because some countries are. You know, they're just <laughs> they're, they're built. They're built to be shut down.
1: Oh, my God. And he
0: says, my administration is working with Democrats and Republicans on a relief bill. America will be open for business very soon, a lot sooner than you think, a lot sooner than three or four months, which is what people are saying. And then he repeated his tweet from last night. We can't let the cure be worse than the problem. Uh, And then at the end of the 15 day period, he says, we'll make a decision on the timing of reopening our country. Two weeks ago, he says, we moved at record speed to approve $8 billion to help with paid sick leave and developing a vaccine. Congress must pass the Senate bill as written, stop with the partisan politics. And I think they're getting closer, uh, according to Trump. Uh, He said we should focus solely and squarely on the needs of the people. We will save workers and our great American companies, both small and large. We will not let this medical problem turn into a financial problem. That I thought was a really weird statement
1: yeah it's uh kind of devoid of human emotion
0: yeah and and he says our economy got hit with something that no one could have thought possible even though the intelligence community told him about it in january Uh, and he said thanks to americans for doing what we're doing we will be strong again and it will be soon he just kept hammering on this thing uh, then he gave some numbers. FEMA is distributing eight million N95 masks and thirteen million surgical masks. Uh, he said in the past ninety-six hours, FEMA has received donations of over six million masks, and they're working to match that new supply with the demand uh, where they see it. They said they'll distribute they'll distribute medical equipment to hotspots. Uh, he said clinical t- clinical trials are beginning in New York for existing drugs that might work against the coronavirus. Uh, we're getting large quantities of of chloroquine. He said that again. Uh, he says we have 10,000 units going out tomorrow. It'll be available to New Yorkers come tomorrow morning. Um, he said last night, in the middle of the night, we were able to bring home 103 Americans from Brazil. Most were senior citizens. Most were on a cruise. Um, yesterday, he said federal prosecutors shut down and prosecuted a website selling fake vaccines. And that's Q, that Q Bill Bar, right? He gets up. Yeah. And then it, it becomes clear as to why he's there. He's talking about potential Hoarding of of, uh, PPE and price gouging. Apparently, Trump signed an executive order designating um, those supplies as scarce under the Defense uh, Production Act. So persons are prohibited from hoarding them or selling them and gouging Americans. That is a crime. But Trump hasn't identified any items yet. He has to identify the items, and the Department of Justice is working with Health and Human Services to identify those items, and they're working on the supply chain issues and uh, designating lead prosecutors in every single U.S. attorney's office to handle these cases. He stresses they aren't talking about businesses or consumers buying supplies, but rather people attempting to corner the market on stuff, like Trump tried to do with the vaccine in Germany. But we won't go there, I guess. Uh if you have a big su- he goes if you have a big supply of toilet paper in your house don't worry we're not coming after you but if you're hoarding a big supply of masks you'll be getting a knock on your door so that's
1: Okay. <laughs> um how would they know that first off? <laughs> I don't know dude. <laughs> oh my god.
0: Wow. Uh, Dr. Birx uh, got up and and thanked the global ministers of health for sharing mortality data, especially in European countries. She says 99 percent of all the mortality coming out of Europe is over 50 people over 50 years old and those with pre-existing conditions. And the majority of those with pre-existing conditions who are dying have three or more pre-existing conditions.
1: So just like like a bunch of comorbidities. Or does is that the yeah. same thing? Okay.
0: Yeah. So if you have three or more pre-existing conditions, that's th- where most of the the majority of the mat- mortality is with people who have pre-existing conditions or people who have three or more. Um, she says 250,000 tests have been run in the past few days. They're still getting more tests. They can run per day uh, because they have the high throughput tests now. Those results have been getting to the clients. Um, she said there was a breakthrough today. Self-swabbing options should be available sometime this week. Uh, If you don't need a test, do not come in to be tested, she says. And the self-swabbing option is important because that means that uh, the healthcare worker doesn't have to do it, so they don't need the PPE every time they administer the test. Um, New York City, the metro area of New Jersey, New York, and Long Island have a rate close to one in 1,000 people infected. They're finding 28% of submitted specimens there are positive, where it's usually 8% everywhere else. So New York needs to really lock down. And then Pence gets up and talks about his conference call with the governors. They discuss disaster declarations for Washington, California, and New York, and they they approve those, and they're reviewing other declarations from other governors. Um, he, and he just gladmouthed Trump for a while, said, we've completed 313,000 tests because of the state-run efforts. Um. They have a breakthrough on ventilators, and they're calling governors to take inventory on surgical ventilators that can be converted into ventilators for COVID patients to help meet the need. Um, They said, he said, we're eight days into the president's 15-day thing. Uh, We need every American to take this seriously, the part you play, et cetera, et cetera. Very important. Um, Then FEMA guy gets up, supply chain task task force lead at FEMA, and he basically says, Two main focused areas are PPEs and ventilators, and we have four goals to to help the su- supply chain is the preservation, the acceleration, the reallocation, and the expansion of the supply chain. And that's what he's been working on since FEMA took over a few days ago. So that's basically the press conference. Um, when we're done, uh, uh, when we get back from the next break, I'm going to actually talk about some of the questions that that we took Uh, i'm gonna let you go before that jordan so Mm -hmm. i just wanted to do you you have any final thoughts on on what what these guys were saying the fact that fauci was absent
1: um i do not have any consequential final thoughts i do have an update on my search for toilet paper oh yes what (laughs) (laughs) let's hear it let's hear it okay I forget if I said this on air already I don't think I did but if I did I'm so sorry you're gonna hear it again but Ryan and I were out looking for toilet paper we get to the target we say is there any toilet paper and they're like no lol and we're like all right so we go and look for our other shit and then we start seeing people coming with their carts one by one with one and two and three huge massive jumbo packets of toilet paper and ryan's like that's our brand and it is it's Charmin ultra soft so we're like holy fuck we literally like speed walk we're being rude as fuck just like running into things running into people we get to the aisle of toilet paper everything's gone and we're like oh maybe it's in another aisle and then this guy comes up to me and ryan and he's like he has a huge a jumbo thing of toilet paper in his basket and he goes what are you guys looking for we're like Toilet paper, he goes, I got the last one. I'm like, You got a lot of nerve. I told him this. I was like, You have a lot of nerve just <laughs> telling me that dude <laughs> like, just like, like bragger? Yeah. Just like to to my face. I'm like if this is if this ever turns into a real apocalypse, you get that shit and you run, all right? You don't linger for the angry zombies to attack you afterwards. But yeah, that's that's about it. And we're still uh we're down to one two rolls. We're on our second to last roll. No bidet still. Oh, goodness.
0: Ah, so the bidet still isn't working.
1: (sighs) The bidet, well, yeah, I just, actually, one of our listeners was super nice and offered to come over and help us install it, which I might take you up on. Um, We thought our friend was going to help us, but he has been unable to come over. But yeah, the the bidet updates, it is an ongoing saga. And I will continue to update you all on these very important news updates.
0: (laughs) These are the bidets of our lives. (laughs) 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 all right (laughs) well jordan thank you very much for the for that update um everybody stick around as soon as this uh, we get back from this break i'm going to do some pretty good trump impressions from the press conference he said some pretty ridiculous things today uh and so you you don't want to miss that so stick around we'll be right back after these messages we'll be right back Hey everybody, it's AG and today's episode of Daily Beans is brought to you by Third Love, the makers of my absolute favorite bras. I'm obsessed with Third Love bras. Uh, I will never buy any other bra again. They are designed specifically to fit you. They're tailored to your individual shape. And they're designed for ultimate comfort. Uh, Many women, including myself, fall in between cup sizes, so I always end up with that cup gap or the spill, uh, which makes it really difficult to find the perfect fit. And that can lead to the straps slipping or digging. But not anymore. 3rd Love has over 80 bra sizes, including their signature half cup sizes, so you can find the perfect fit just for you. Check out their Fit Finder quiz online. In just a couple minutes, I was able to find the right bra design to fit me. 3rd Love uses your info plus data from millions of women who've already taken the quiz, and they factor not just cup size, but your breast shape to find the perfect bra. Uh, Every 3rd Love bra is made with lightweight, super-thin memory foam cups, no-slip straps, and a smooth, scratch-free band to the printed label, all designed for ultimate comfort. With 3rd Love's perfect fit promise, and I love this. This is so philanthropic and cool. You have 60 days to try it out, wash it, wear it, if you don't absolutely 100% love it. Returns are always free and easy, and 3rd Love donates all their gently-used bras to people in need. So that's pretty amazing. Third Love knows there's a perfect bra for everyone. So right now they're offering our listeners 15% off your first order. So go to thirdlove.com slash dailybeans now to find your perfect fitting bra and get 15% off your first purchase. That's thirdlove.com slash dailybeans for 15% off today. All right, everybody. Welcome back. I wanted to get back to the task force press briefing And I normally wouldn't do this, but some of what Trump said during the questions portion was just too incredible not to share. So I wanted to... to, Please don't take this as, you know, uh, facts or anything. This is just what Trump said on television today. First question. Surgeon General uh, said it was going to be really bad, and today we crossed 100 deaths in one day. Do you agree it's going to be really bad? Yes, it's going to be bad. Uh, We're trying to make it much, much less bad. So that was fantastic. The numbers will increase, and then they'll decrease, and then our country will open again very, very soon. Uh, another question was, you said things will be very, very bad, but you want to open the country again soon. What What if the experts tell you we can't open the country? Um, and he says, we'll see what happens. We can do two things at one time. We've learned about social distancing. We've learned about the hands. We've learned about staying away during the time that that is even a little bit around, that is a little bit around, the disease or whatever you call it, uh, while it's around. There's many, many names for it. Uh, As an example, parts of our country are lightly affected. Look at Nebraska, Idaho, Iowa. I could name many countries that are handling it well. Not the extent of New York. I'm dealing with Governor Cuomo, and we're dealing very well together. I'm sending the ship up there in the next three or four weeks. So that was, what if the experts tell you you can't open the country again soon? That's what he said to that. Uh, My favorite are uh, look at Nebraska, Idaho, Iowa. I could name many countries that are handling it well. So that was pretty fun, too. Uh, Somebody asked Dr. Burks, do you think we can reopen the country like what Trump is saying? And she goes to step up to the microphone. Trump pushes her out of the way. I didn't say a week. I said soon, just not four months. So corrected her uh, question there. Um, Do you think the cure so far has been worse than the problem? This is, uh, of course, um, referencing his tweet from last night saying, don't make the cure worse than the problem. Um, and here's here's this answer. This is pretty great. Do you think the cure so far has been worse than the problem? I think the cure has been very tough. This has been uh, a very tough... This was an operation. It's somebody going to a doctor and, go, and going, you need an operation. And then we've had an operation and we've learned a lot and we fixed a lot of problems. So that... Uh, Okay. Uh, someone asked, do any of the doctors that advise you endorse easing these restrictions? No, but we've talked about it, and because of the magnitude of our economy, the number of jobs is the most by far, and we can't turn that off and it, uh, and it, have it be wonderful. There would be tremendous death. Death. We're talking about death. More death than from the virus. Um. And then someone asked, "What about Cudlow saying we will need uh, to make difficult trade-offs with reopening?" And this is in response to Larry Cudlow on Fox News saying that there would be trade-offs, meaning, you know, you got to break a few eggs to make an omelet. You got to let a few uh, old people die, if you know, to get the economy going again. Uh, and Trump, uh, this is one of the most interesting questions or answers that I've heard from him. He says, uh, in response again to, "What about Kudlow? saying we need to make difficult trade-offs with reopening. What are those difficult trade-offs? Trying to get Trump to say, you know, pe- letting people die. Here's what he said. Well, it is true. If he said, I didn't hear him, if he said it's difficult trade off sure, it's less convenient. Before, you walk and hop in the subway, you grab the handle, you go down to wherever you're going on Wall Street, and you do all sorts of things, and you go in, and you open the doors going into your great buildings or into the exchanges, and now, now you're not going to have to maybe... Think about maybe doing that or maybe think about doing it a different way. No, no there are many trade offs. It's a different life. Uh, I thought that was uh, interesting. And then uh, somebody asked, him, What prompted you to say you're going to take care of Asian Americans? Because, you know, uh, at the beginning of the press conference. And he says, Yeah, it seems as though there's some nasty language about Asian Americans because people are blaming China and I'm not going to let that happen. Even though he started the whole thing by calling it the Chinese virus or the Wuhan virus. But uh, apparently he's taking that back now. Um, uh, Somebody asked, you say you want to reopen the country, but schools are closed. How are parents supposed to go back to work in a reopened country when their kids are at home? In places like California and New York, where they said they could be closed for the rest of the school year, maybe the rest of the calendar year. And he says the governors of these states will have a lot of leeway if we open... Uh, the governors will open the schools. In other cases, like Cuomo and Newsom, will they'll have decisions to make. Maybe they keep some schools open. Maybe they'll be, I don't know, it'll be up to them. Um, why, <laughs> here's a good question, why is a stimulus needed if you're going to reopen the country in a period of weeks and not months? And he says, because the virus has had a big impact, so we're giving this so the workers can live their lives. It's a kick. It's like a kick. And uh, this way workers and small businesses can get a fair start. So I just wanted to uh, give you some of those questions and answers posed to Trump. Uh, it was a very interesting uh, press conference, to say the least. Uh, meanwhile, a stimulus bill has failed twice. The Senate has failed to pass it twice now because Democrats are blocking the bill because of concerns that the bill bails out corporations and leaves working people in the lurch. They're calling it the the Mnuchin Slush Fund for Corporations Uh, But Democrat Doug Jones broke rank with Democrats and voted yes uh, on the second bill. Um, I have some of uh, the provisions here from the bill, some of the differences that uh, um, between what the bill has and what uh, Democrats want. Uh, And as far as providing cash to people, McConnell's bill provides too little. It provides $1,200 per person and $500 per dependent. And it requires non-filers to file tax returns. Worse, there's no automatic renewal. Uh, what is needed, according to um, Democrats, 2000 per person, including dependents, quarterly or regularly until unemployment is down to a sufficient level. And then as far as backstop states and municipalities, um, what McConnell's bill uh, does, it says nothing. States can get in line behind private companies for emergency funding. That's it. And what what is needed is cash grants, backstops of essential programs, support from the Federal Reserve. As far as supporting workers, uh, McConnell's bill is close to the goal. However, without a federal backstop, states would drag on enrollment to protect their funding. State officials are also likely to be overwhelmed by claims. And then what is needed is unemployment insurance rapidly expanded to all workers, including self-employed, at a high rate of income replacement. Uh, meaning not just what normally they hand out for unemployment insurance, but something closer to what you actually make. Um, For support for small businesses uh, or just support for businesses, uh, McConnell's inadequate $300 billion in loans for small businesses means many will be unable to navigate the process before funding runs out and banks receive excessive funding for bearing no risk. Uh, What is needed is blanket guarantee by the government on loans and grants to small and medium-sized businesses to cover payroll and maintenance costs. Blanket guarantee. That's what uh, some Democrats are asking for. And then finally, uh, would it prevent unconditional bailouts for industries that go bankrupt? Um, McConnell's bill creates a $500 billion fund executed by the Treasury Secretary Steve. No serious terms regarding the governance or labor reforms. The secretary can waive terms whenever he wants and also not disclose who receives bailouts for six months. And then uh, what's needed is are strict terms for any cash assistance for failed firms, including equity stakes, labor reforms, restrictions on stock buybacks and dividends, and maintenance of employment. So lots of different things going on there. Pelosi has uh, unveiled her, just now, $2.5 trillion counterproposal uh, to the Republican plan, which I just gave you some of the basics of. It's called the Take Responsibility for Workers and Family Act. And what it does is it increases the amount of money offered to individuals to $1,500 and up to $7,500 for a family of five. It waives $10,000 of federal student loan payments. I wonder if that's like you just decrease your student loan debt by $10,000 and you don't have to make payments for the next $10,000. I'm not sure. Uh, it offers $4 billion in grant funding to help states with elections and mandates 15 days of early voting and no-excuse absentee vote by mail, including mailing a ballot to all registered voters in an emergency, which this is. Uh, it has new uh, carbon offset guidelines for airlines with the goal of reducing emissions by 50% by 2050. Uh, it has $150 billion for hospitals. It eliminates cost sharing for treatments and vaccines for people who need you know, treatments and vaccines for coronavirus. It addresses broader health care concerns, inclu- including increased subsidies on the individual market and creating new incentives for states to expand Medicaid. It provides child care assistance to health care workers and emergency personnel. It would provide $600 per week to unemployed workers and self-employed workers. It expands sick leave and it gives $500 billion in grants and interest-free loans to small businesses. That's $500 billion. McConnell's was $300 billion. Uh, and it creates a $200 billion stabilization fund and gives $60 billion to schools and universities, $20 billion to the Postal Service, and requires companies receiving assistance to have a $15 minimum wage. So those are her. Um, uh, I, I don't think she'll get uh, the $15 minimum wage. I don't think she'll get the carbon emission offset f- uh, guarantees from the airlines. And I don't think she'll get the new... Um, broader health care, uh, increase in subsidies. Um, I don't think the Republicans will go for that. They need 60 votes on this. Um, but I think maybe everything else they should be able to get. Um, I think they should be able to get everything else. Uh, here's hoping. I mean, I, I, if I were them, I would, I would say this is what's happening or we're not voting go now. Um, but I don't know that, I don't know that that's Because with the, you know, with the Republicans saying, oh, you're just, you know, you want us to, you know, do a Green New Deal as part of thing, they're just going to spin it into a bunch of bullshit and and, and make it the Democrats fault. Uh, And so we'll see how it goes. Um, You know what my preference is. I I want all these things. I want the entire Elizabeth Warren plan. Uh, I want them there to be. Um, something I didn't see in here, but it doesn't mean it's not in there. I just only got bits and pieces of what's in this bill. I want to see um, the workers have a seat on the board of directors. I want no stock buybacks. I want, which I'm sure that it's in the Dem plan. It just wasn't mentioned in this list. So there's a lot of things that I think we, you know, we need to demand. Uh, So we'll see how we'll see how it shakes out. But uh, meanwhile, the stock market is continuing to fall. And I I don't know that that's going to change. I don't think a stimulus is going to make that difference uh, when you're facing 30% unemployment numbers and 2 million jobs lost. Uh, But we'll see. We'll see how it it might stabilize it for a minute. we are getting down to 18,000. um it was 19,000 when trump took office. so we'll see what happens. uh joe kennedy called the uh, republican bill laughable because it benefits the wealthiest americans and corporations while doing next to nothing for lower and middle income americans. um under the republican proposal, the poorest americans would just get one payment of $600. Uh, Kennedy calls for $4,000 in annual direct cash payments to adults earning less than $100,000 per year, $2,000 per child, and Nancy Pelosi's bill, the Dem bill, does have a means test. If You, make, you only get these payments if you make, as an individual, less than $75,000 a year, and as a couple, less than $150,000 a year. Uh, but I mean, what if they're not working either? I don't know. It just seems uh, odd. But I mean, maybe they had—you know—those types of folks have more of a, ability to have a savings. So there is a means test, uh, and of course, the Republicans, as predicted, are asking for like, like I said, blank checks for the rich with no protections for workers. And when the Dems blocked that bill, the Republicans accused the Democrats of stalling. I said this uh, days ago that that would be the case. This is not a surprise, but it doesn't make it any less infuriating listening to Mitch McConnell just. <laughs> I don't know, just talk. I just hate when he talks. And this is interesting. In yesterday's, I think it was yesterday's press briefing, task force thing, task force five, uh, Trump did not rule out that he might benefit from the bailout that they're working on right now. As we all know by now, the Republicans, uh, like I said, want to give that $500 billion blank check to give to corporations, none of which had any conditions and none of which would have to be reported by the Secretary of the Treasury, Steve, for six months, and which could be used at his discretion. And when asked by a reporter yesterday if Trump would commit to not taking any of that money, he went off on this weird tangent saying, look, I lost billions to become president. Uh, I donated my salary, but I've lost billions. Just look at my legal fees alone. It's very unfair. So that was his answer. He would not commit to not taking any bailout money for his personal businesses. As we know, Mar-a-Lago's closed down. Most of his hotels are probably closed. Uh, And now... Uh, Trump is signaling that he doesn't like the social distancing thing. And we've talked about this a little bit in the press conference. And he's weighing calls from some Republican lawmakers to scale back steps we've been taking to contain the coronavirus because the impact on the economy is too severe. Um, Lightening up on these steps would go against the advice of pretty much anyone ever, including Dr. Fauci and Dr. Birx. Uh, But despite the experts trying to advise Trump, he tweeted today or last night, we cannot let the cure be worse than the problem. And at the end of the 15-day period, we will make a decision as to which way we want to go. Uh, that 15-day period ends March 30th. Uh, Fauci and other experts have told Trump repeatedly scaling back would hamper efforts to mitigate the virus. It would devastate hospitals. But the push to reopen parts of the economy has gained traction among Republican lawmakers in both the Senate and the House, said two people familiar with the matter. Um, conservative economists and rich assholes Stephen Moore and Art Laffer have been lobbying the White House hard to scale back the recommendations that businesses close uh, and leading Wall Street and conservative media um, have, been, have begun to embrace this idea, um, leading Wall Street execs and conservative media. They're embracing it, too. I saw one tweet that said, quote, the fundamental problem is whether we're going to tank the entire economy to save 2.5 percent of the population, which is one, generally expensive to maintain and two, not productive. Um allowing the disabled and elderly to die was the gateway to the Holocaust, uh, and some folks are saying that this could be the new right wing mantra uh, when people are at you know when people asked early on when we had when we got Trump, you know don't it's not going to be bad. how you can't just go how do you get from you know descending a golden escalator to Nazi Germany? Um, well, this is one way to do it, but Lindsey Graham is finally putting a little daylight between himself and Trump, saying it would be a major mistake to suggest any change of course when it comes to containment. Uh, I just spoke with Dr Fauci he believes that if anything we should be more aggressive and do more you can't have a functioning economy if you have hospitals overflowing people aren't going to go to work like that so that's this is the first time we've seen Lindsay Leningrad Lindsay sort of disagree with uh with the dear leader uh, Larry Kudlow seems to agree with the president, though, because internally, Larry and Steve and officials from the Office of Management and Budget are pushing to get the economy back on track as quickly as possible, according to people familiar with the matter. And Kudlow backed Trump on Fox, saying the president is right: the cure can't be worse than the disease, and we're going to have to make some difficult trade-offs. That's what uh, prompted that question from uh, Caitlin from the from CNN, and um, and this is interesting. Before I go to the next break, the real actual Matt Gates tweeted something today that made me have to look seven times to make sure that it wasn't a parody account because I couldn't believe it was him. He said, Katie Hill gets run out of Congress for screwing a campaign staffer absent any complaint. Senator Burr stays as intelligence chairman after screwing all Americans by falsely reassuring us with op-eds on COVID <clears throat> while he dumped his stock portfolio early. This is not fair. I was like, well... All right, Matt Gates. One—that's one fewer milkshakes I will throw in your face. Um. So, all you know, this this Trump press conference. That we, we need to reopen the country. All of this in the face of all of this. What do we actually need to be doing, despite what they are saying? And and a, a really incredible article that came out from uh, McNeil. This is the guy who Maddow interviewed. Who's, she's interviewed him twice. Uh, expert. Um. on on these kind of uh, pandemics, uh, New York Times writer. We'll be right back with what he says we need to be doing. Stay with us. Hey, everybody, it's AG, and this portion of Daily Beans is brought to you by Upstart. As most of us have found out, the hard way of getting into debt is easy, and getting out is hard, especially if your credit score isn't great. Thankfully, now there's Upstart.com, the revolutionary lending platform that lets you know that you're more than just your credit score and offers smarter interest rates to help you pay off high-interest credit card debt. Upstart goes beyond their traditional credit score when assessing your credit worthiness. They actually reward you based on your education and your job and your job history, and and they do that in the form of a smarter interest rate. Uh, I know I could have used Upstart when I was in debt, um, they they believe in you, so they you're not just a, a number, you're not just your credit score, and they make it super easy to check your rate. It's just a soft pull to check your rate, so it won't affect your credit score to check it. The hard pull doesn't happen unless you accept the rate. The best part is once the loan is approved and accepted, most people get their funds the next business day. Over 400,000 people have used Upstart to pay off credit cards or meet their financial goals, so free yourself from the burden of high interest credit card debt by consolidating everything into one monthly payment with Upstart. See why they're ranked number one in their category with over 300 business this is on Trustpilot, and hurry to upstart.com/slash dailybeans to find out how low your upstart rate is. Checking your rate only takes a few minutes. That's upstart.com slash dailybeans. All right, everybody, welcome back. So amazing piece in the New York Times, I was uh, telling you just before the break. Uh, this is the guy Matto interviewed a couple times on her show, Donald G. McNeil Jr. And this is about what we need to do to turn back the spread, much as they have in China, much the same as they have in China, South Korea, Singapore, and Taiwan. He says, quote, There is a chance to stop the coronavirus. This contagion has a weakness. And he explains that the virus infects clusters of family members, uh, so like, and, and friends and work colleagues. And that's according to Dr. David Heyman, who chairs uh, an expert panel advising the World Health Organization on emergencies. And he says, This is how we beat it. Um, this, is, this, is, uh, this is its weakness. We contain the clusters. He says, quote, you need to identify and stop discrete outbreaks and then do rigorous contact tracing. So what follows are the recommendations offered by the experts interviewed by The New York Times. First, he says scientists must be heard. Um, we've been getting daily task force briefings from Trump and Pence, most of which I think is is dangerous disinformation, like telling people to take chloroquine with azithromycin. And now we're seeing deaths from overdoses of that drug cocktail because it has a small margin, as I was explaining earlier, meaning It only takes a little too much to be fatal. And many experts in those briefings, if they're there at all, like we just saw today, Fauci wasn't there, may not say what they think for fear of upsetting Trump. Uh, I personally think that uh, Cuomo should have Fauci come be on his press conferences. Uh, But even those interviewed for this piece in The New York Times declined to speak on the record for fear of uh, offending the president. But according to The Times... Uh, They all agree that politicians need to step aside and let the scientists both lead the effort and explain what must be done. Quote, the microphone should not be given, uh, should should not even be at the White House, so that briefings of historic importance do not dissolve into angry, politically charged exchanges with the press corps. Uh, the, uh, The experts also said that the briefing should focus on saving lives and making sure the average wage earners survive the coming hard times, not the stock market, not the tourism industry, and not the president's health. Um, the second thing uh, we need to do is stop transmission between cities. If there is a possible way, they say, to wave a magic wand and make all Americans freeze in place for 14 days while sitting six feet apart, the whole epidemic would sputter to a halt. Obviously, this can't happen. Uh, but that's the idea of the lockdown and social distancing. And that's how we have to think about it. We need to stop traveling to other cities. And then we need to stop transmitting within cities. Um, uh, Within cities, hotspots can develop like you got one gym or one restaurant or one beach. Look at Daytona this weekend. And each day uh, we delay restrictive sheltering in place creates more hotspots. Each day we don't do this creates more hotspots pop up, uh, increasing the spread of the virus, none of which can be identified until about a week later. And that's if you even have testing. Uh, because right now we're only testing uh, hospitals have testing priority and sick people have testing priority. So while some Americans must work like healthcare providers, first responders, technicians, grocers, food and medicine deliverers, uh, those essential workers at some point may need a permit and a process to issue the the permit if police are needed to enforce a stay at home order, just like the one Boris Johnson announced in the UK uh, as they've been and, and as they have been doing in China and, and, and Italy. Uh, everyone who is affected in South Korea goes into isolation in government shelters, and phones and credit card data are used to trace their prior movements and where they walked before. Um, you know they they where they walked before they were you know tested positive. All of that is broadcast to the cell phones of everyone who is nearby, uh, and even maybe um, exposed in quarantine at home. Uh, and it, it, a GPS a GPS app tells the cops if that person goes outside. So anyone. Anyone who was like walking by someone who is known to have it, they get an alert. And if they might be exposed, they have to quarantine in their home. And if they leave their house, a GPS app tells the cops if they go outside. And there's a fine for leaving your house in those scenarios. That's the $8,000 fine I was talking about. The next thing Mr. McNeil recommends is fixing the testing mess. Uh, Testing must be done. The ill must be tested first. And testers must be protected. He um, He went over the way they do it in China on The Maddow Show. And after watching that interview, that is when I started questioning the reasoning behind drive through testing at Walmart parking lots that you don't even get the test revol- results for before they send you back home to infect your family and friend clusters. But in China, if you want to test... Uh, You describe your symptoms on a website. A nurse decides if you need a test, and they direct you to a fever clinic in a hospital set up far from the other patients. Once you're there, workers in head-to-toe gear check your fever, then ask you questions about where you've been. You're given a rapid flu test and a bacterial pneumonia test. Then your lungs are scanned to look for ground glass opacities, which indicate pneumonia and can rule out cancer and tuberculosis. And after all those things are ruled out, then they give you a COVID test. Uh, And then you must wait there for the results, usually four hours or so, could be 12 hours. If needed, uh, you need to sleep overnight. They isolate you in a hotel while you're waiting for your results. You are not allowed to go home. You are not allowed to infect your family and friends and coworkers while waiting for your test results. And that brings us to the next thing we have to do, which is isolate the infected. The experts tell the Times the U.S. needs to come up with a way to isolate the infected outside of their homes where they can infect their family. Those are those clusters that they were talking about. Next is we have to find fevers. Uh, fever checks need to be routine. In most cities and Asian countries, they do it all the time. It's commonplace before you enter a bus or a train or supermarket, office building, subway, theater, restaurant, you get a temperature check. In China, uh, having a fever means a mandatory trip to the fever clinic. Uh, then we must trace these contacts so we can find and test all the contacts of every positive case. At the peak of its epidemic, Wuhan had 18,000 people tracking down individuals who had come in contact with the infected. Uh, we can do this here, I guess, with photographs of group settings, uh, social media tracking and the like. But we have a hard time. uh, We like we don't even have the system set up to track like STD, um, you know, contact trace. So it's just it's I don't know, that's going to be I think that might be uh, difficult here. Um, We must uh, mask We must make masks ubiquitous, Um, though there is very little data showing the surgical masks protect the health of healthy individuals from disease. The approach in Asia is more about crowd psychology, because experts agree that because the sick have to wear the masks, uh, if everyone wears them, there's no stigma attached to the mask. So that's an important thing they're doing there. Uh, he says we need to produce ventilators and oxygen, and that could be helped if Trump would use the Defense Production Act. We're woefully short on ventilators. The shortage in Spain is forcing doctors to make the decisions to take older patients over 60 off ventilators to give them to the younger patients and just trying to ease the suffering of the older patients who will likely die from being taken off the ventilators. And these, these doctors they, they are in tears having to make these decisions. Um, I've been watching some of this on, uh, unfold on social media, and it's absolutely heart-wrenching. Um, the next thing is uh, retrofitting hospitals we're already stopping elective surgeries and setting up isolation rooms. We should also stop visiting and uh, do constant health checks on staff and then of course, we have to prioritize treatments. We have to find a vaccine and then we have to reach out to other countries that may need our assistance so for more on the on these steps and for this incredible piece by McNeil, check it out in the new york times today uh it's It's very um, thought provoking it's very thorough. And it, and it sort of gives you an idea of the the one way to combat this, this virus. And it's not reopening the country in a couple of weeks. And something else that's really important here is we need to not let up with this whole reopening the country thing. We need to learn the lesson of Hong Kong. They appeared to have the spread under control with their strict action taken early. And, and they included mass testing, virus mapping, social distancing, hand washing, wearing masks, Uh, Hong Kong was proof these measures work with only 150 new cases at the beginning of March. But even as numbers, uh, even because they only had 150 new cases, but numbers were spiking in all other East Asian territories like South Korea and Japan. But Hong Kong let their guard down and their cases have doubled in the past week, with many being imported from overseas as Hong Kong residents who had left are returning and bringing the virus with them. So you can't let up on this. And and that's going to be difficult, I think, for a lot of Americans to see these numbers increase, which, you know, the, the World Health Organization said there, it's, it's increasing. Uh, and then if we do flatten the curve with isolating, we'll think, great, we're done. We did it. Uh, but that's not how it works. You have to, you have to maintain it. Um, you can't let up. Uh, and I don't know when you can. Uh, And uh, that's what the doctors and scientists are saying as well. It's not what Trump wants uh, for his economy or for his reelection. But I think he's willing to sacrifice 2.5 percent of Americans to uh, to try to save his election. We'll be right back with the bright spots, though. So stay with us. Hey everybody, it's AG, and this Helping of the Daily Beans is brought to you by TheZebra.com. It has been reported that Americans are overpaying on car insurance by over $21 billion with a B dollars. But searching for a better deal can take hours, typically results in a barrage of unwanted spam calls, and then you get emails. and And But now there is Zebra.com. The Zebra.com is the nation's leading car insurance comparison site, because it's the only place you can compare quotes side by side from over 100 providers, and you choose the one that's best for you, and it takes 90 seconds or less. Plus, they will never sell your information to the spammers, so you will not get all those unwanted calls or emails. That's the kicker for me. Uh, you just answer a few questions, questions in one simple fast form, and they find you uh, the best rates and coverage in your state. TechCrunch calls the Zebra kayak for auto insurance, Uh, The best part is it's completely free. You can save up to $670 a year using thezebra.com. I know we all could use some extra cash right now, so check out thezebra.com. How much can you save on your car and home insurance? Go today and start saving at thezebra.com slash dailybeans. That's thezebra.com slash dailybeans. That is spelled T-H-E-Z-E-B-R-A dot com slash dailybeans. You'll be glad you did. All right, everybody. Time for the good news from Erin Hutton. My mom is sewing masks at home, and I was able to coordinate the gathering of materials from the neighborhood via next door for her. Everyone is pitching in, and it warms my heart. Thank you, Erin, for that story. Erin Hutton joined us at the Webby's last year. It was a really, really great time to to meet her and and her husband. Just wonderful people. So I'm glad that the, that this is happening, and that's just absolutely wonderful that your mom is doing that too. Uh, From Allie, my husband's small business hasn't had to lay off anyone so far because he's been getting enough businesses locally or getting enough business locally by having delivery and takeout of his restaurant. He lost sleep for a couple nights thinking he couldn't keep everyone, but things have been enough so far. So that is very good news. Um, From Danny, the University of Wisconsin system is the largest employer in Wisconsin, and they're giving all employees 80 hours as COVID-19 paid sick hours to use First, before they have to dig into their paid time off or other sick leave. It's only two weeks, but it will help some of us breathe easier. That is really great. Thanks to the University of Wisconsin. Um, from at Flying Pizza Man. Our online D&D group has set up a help action aid program for the members currently unemployed or stuck at home. We've done streams of movies for all the kiddos home from school. If you need groceries, I got you. Surprise, pizza. I love these people. They have gotten me through a lot. Helping each other is important. That is so true, Flying Pizza Man. Uh, I have to tell you that that helping out and being having this community uh, of all you listeners and and just hearing all of your stories and then and being able to reach out and help one another has really really made a difference uh, for me at least. From at La La Ladybug, uh, trying to do a random act of kindness each day, even if it's a small thing, I think that's wonderful. From RG, I spoke with my 30-year-old Texan sister yesterday, and she is appalled over Trump's BS and rhetoric and said she could finally vote for Biden. And uh, then we got her registered to vote. One voter, hashtag one voter at a time. So excellent. There we go. Um, the Real McD says, my husband and I are now both working remotely. Our three kids, aged two, five, and seven, oh gosh, are out of school. I haven't murdered anyone yet. That is the good news. <laughs> Oh, two, five, and seven. Oh my goodness! Uh, hats off to you. Um, and right, like I think we're all of a sudden learning just how valuable teachers are and how much they need to be paid. Uh, from J.C. McCoy, I found out about tot waffles from Twitter, and they're amazing. Try them yourself. I need to know what tot waffles are. It sounds dirty, but um, <laughs> check it out. Tot waffles. Um, from Shannon, long-time listener, love your shows. My husband, Ken Gustafson, is a laid-off professor and musician, so we came up with the Quarantine Cocktail Hour to bring some respite to folks. Find us on Facebook, join us for music and levity, bring your own booze, shake up your seclusion. I will uh, find you on Facebook, the Quarantine Cocktail Hour. Oh, dude, I'm into that. Quarantine Cocktail Hour. I'm writing it down. Uh, from Kelly Carter... Uh, and I don't know why I was writing it down because it's here in the email. Okay. All right, AG, whatever, you know, whatever you need to do. Um, from Kelly Carter, even though we're all on separate coasts uh, of Michigan, my kids and I still have family game night. That's so cool. That is wonderful. Everybody's doing the, you know, the remote, um, the remote thing. And I absolutely love it. We've got a couple of cards against humanities games going in our area. I know, the uh, D&D podcast I'm on, we're working on getting everything up and running, recording remotely and playing D&D. So it's called Awful Neutral, by the way. You should check it out if you've got some free time. And from Karma, every day at 3 p.m. at the Cincinnati Zoo, they feature an animal on Facebook live for kids. So search for that on uh, Facebook, the Cincinnati Zoo. It's pretty awesome. I checked it out myself. Uh, and thank you, Karma, for sharing that. That is definitely good news. I really appreciate y'all sending in these good news stories. They're they're keeping me going. Um and then of course you can also check out goodnewsnetwork.org um for, for you know just whatever good news you need. And they do have a roundup of positive updates on, on COVID outbreaks uh, for you as well. So That is our show for today and thank you so much for listening and we will keep bringing you these shows and we're not stopping. Thank you so much for, you know, supporting us on on Patreon. It helps us keep going uh, and we really appreciate that And, and if you can't swing it, that's awesome. Thank you for listening. Thanks for being part of this community. It's just an incredible community and you're all just wonderful people. So everyone, please take care of yourselves, take care of each other, take care of the planet, take care of your mental health. I've been A.G. and them's the beans.